Howdy folks, welcome to the home for anime. I am Ren the Rambler, your host with no toast, but I am ready to jam. And today I have a very special guest. And if that guest would be kind enough to introduce themselves. I'm back. I'm Tyree. <laughs> I'm back again for another anime review. And of course, if Tyree's on, not to say that I wouldn't have him on for other things, but Tyree and I both love three things very dearly. We love the 90s. I do love the 90s. We love 90s fashion. I do love 90s fashion. And we love, love. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> We're, we're sentimental, probably to a fault. You'll especially understand that once you hear what we have to say about the show that we're covering this week, which is the 1992 classic Video Girl Eye. So Video Girl Eye is about, to put it ever so simply, this boy named Yota... Mote Uchi finds this video store, which can only be found by the pure of heart, after he gets his heart broken, because he, oddly enough, was crying for the girl who he liked instead of himself. But he finds his video shop, and the shopkeep gives him a videotape, and he says, just play this when you get home. So he does... And a video girl appears and she says that she wants to help him. You know, you poor thing, you've gone through so much. I'll stay with you and I'll help you. And then she comes out of the TV from this VCR tape that he was playing. Thus the name Video Girl I. And she basically kind of malfunctions because of the way that his VCR is set up because it's pretty much broken. And the show basically is just about her, Ayamano, trying to help Yota get this girl of his dreams because he was never flat out rejected, but he just knew that she liked someone else, his best friend, Takashi. Would you say that's an adequate summation of the plot, Tyree? Anything to add? No, I, I agree. I mean, once we go in, you know, by uh, episode by episode basis, I feel like, you know, we'll get a little bit more in depth. But as far as like the overall, you know, plot, I feel like you captured it very well. Okay. Well, I think before we go into the deep dive analysis of each episode, just want to give a little review, talk about some of the highlights, and uh, yeah, so I think typically we go into this a little later on, whenever I do any type of review, but I want to talk about the animation first. Yes. <laughs> so this show, like I said, came out in 1992, but it honestly looks way 
more recent than that. Not 2000s, mind you, but definitely mid to late, late 90s. yeah, later 90s. It, it looks better than the other show that we covered, Golden Boy, in yeah, my opinion. I genuinely until the second episode when i saw the stamp for like the year i genuinely thought that this show was uh newer than golden boy it's just how fluid the motions are at times with the animation i was very surprised when i saw that this was in 1992. i genuinely thought this was a later 90s project and the thing about it the attention to detail is just so immaculate even down to and i i absolutely love this especially their eyes yes <laughs> there's this grayish tint to everyone's eyes and they just have these these hints of life to them just to let you know that these characters are real people and they're feeling real things even though of course they're animated characters but they felt they felt alive to me and i genuinely like that especially for you know the i guess you would say theme of you know everyday life that slice of life that this anime gives off so i really appreciate the animation you know paying attention to those i'll say somewhat realistic details obviously it's animation you know it kind of has this you know bubbly anime you know type of you know feel with different parts of the animation but you know like the aspect of you saying like the eyes i mean you definitely they <laughs> i'm not trying to get too you know in depth with like the episodes but they have like these intense stare-offs at times and it's just like it it evokes this sort of like intimate emotion i guess you would say mm -hmm. yeah also i think it's really hard to draw hands <laughs> and there are times where their hands are really big honestly parts of their bodies seem a bit bigger to give more emphasis on them mm -hmm. but it's never jarring mm -hmm. which i really i really appreciated that too and the backgrounds are honestly really great and yes <laughs> i mean there's one episode where it snows i believe mm -hmm. that's episode three in episode three there's this backdrop of snow across the city and it just looks so beautiful and i would you know just to piggyback on that i i love whenever any of the scenes took place in like the cityscape because mm -hmm. the attention to detail with that is I mean, I guess for this, I mean, they didn't even really have to pay attention as much to the city as far as that. I mean, a lot of the action I felt like took place either at his, I think that was his apartment, townhome, or whatever that was, his abode. Yeah, yeah. Yota's house? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like the schoolhouse or on the steps, <laughs> those steps. So, <laughs> I mean, but whenever they went into the city, oh my gosh, like even the art store, like if they did not tell me that was an art store, I could tell that was an art store <laughs> whenever she went to go pick up the illustration boards. Mm -hmm. So that's really, that's really it for the animation that I want to talk about. Of course, we'll, we'll probably be getting into that a little bit later as we go through the episodes, but 
the next thing that I want to talk about, and this really goes into the fashion aspect, because this show has a few fashion shows in it. But I think the main showcase is in the OP, Happy Tears by Noriko Sakai. So in that OP, it, it's basically an I show, an I Amano show, where she's just in all these different outfits. They all just scream 90s. And honestly, the ones that are more unisex, I thought, okay, I, I want to try that. Like she had one where she was wearing a black t-shirt, a pair of jeans that had some major holes in them and white sneakers. And I was like, yo, this, among other things that she is wearing, those are fits. I mean, my friend <laughs> over at 90s Anime Fashion, I, I wanted to text her and be like, dude, you would have a freaking field day with the OP alone. But I mean, she posts some pretty great stills amazing stills from the show so i cannot complain i would say my favorite fit it was so simple it was the it was the scene where uh yota he was in his room uh it was i think it was after he had like freaked out and then uh i had hit him over the head with the tray and he's there with like this full sweatsuit on i'm just like that's something I would rock. <laughs> you know, I know he was just in the house, but it was just it was just a simple, clean sweat, full sweat outfit. So, <laughs> but definitely like the whole tucked in shirts. I know they were like in school at times, but the whole tucked in shirts thing it definitely gave off. Like this is definitely a nighty show. <laughs> yeah, there was one, and I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself because I, I really do just like black t shirts. I think that is one of the staples of not just 90s cool but cool in general mm -hmm. so the very first bit that yota wore in the first episode it was a black tee with an orange button-down long sleeve shirt and they were both tucked in and mm -hmm. he had on some he, had, he just had on some slacks i think with him well not slacks but you, you know what i mean yeah what would you call those uh I'm trying to remember. I think it's, it's probably like some some dickies, to be honest, like some uh, work pants, <laughs> almost. And the <laughs> little the little details. He had orange socks to match his outfit, and he mm -hmm. was in his he was in his home. When I'm at home, I just I just wear you know sweater shorts or sweatpants. Right. But this man has on a full fit. Like he could just go out for an, a day out or a night on the town, like it's sitting, nothing. Yeah, sitting down in front of the TV in his room, like. But also the the song for the OP "Happy Tears" is mm -hmm. just so bubbly and cute, which really does go perfectly with the. Excuse me. Really does go perfectly with the romantic comedy sci-fi thing that the show has going on mm -hmm. and of course the slice of life that takes place over the first i would say three to four episodes mm. because it really is about i trying to help yota get with his crush moemi but as the series progresses it becomes more than that and then just to give a little hint, things just go way up. 
in episode in episode six. Oh man. <laughs> I mean they start heating up in episode five, but episode six, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll be, I'll save my opinions on that till then. <laughs> so I would like to say that the creator of Video Girl I also wrote another show that I've covered called DNA Squared. And he was a character designer for this really awesome sci-fi show called Iria Zeram the Animation. So basically, this dude really does know his way with science fiction. I mean, the science fiction themes are subtle. Maybe it's just someone coming from the future or it's someone who, in I's case, comes out of a, a, a TV who is a video girl but they're just so cool. They really do have this, this subtle sci-fi that makes it just outlandish enough that you say, okay, this would be awesome if it happened. I, I keep saying another thing, another thing. And this is, I, I, I love I, I love I so much. And the very first line that she uttered when she came out of the tv i said wait a minute i know this voice actress and i looked it up and the seiyu for i is the same seiyu for girl type ranma from the show ranma one half uh megumi hayashibara and i i just adore her voice i think that it fits so well for both girl type ranma and for I, it's just that playful kind of tomboyish look and range. So, why am I saying look? Yeah, like like the the look of the voice, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it definitely fit this character too. Now that you as you describe it like that, it definitely fit at times for I. So, so yeah, I. I'll, I more times than not go Japanese dub with English subtitles, and I'm glad that I did that this time as well. So let's see here. I think that maybe it's about time to get into the episode. So episode one, I'm here for you. So... This basically opens up the premise that we discussed earlier on. The videotape starts off by saying, for heartbroken eyes only, which, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it, it cut me a little deep. How about you, Tyree? Uh, that part probably didn't cut me as deep as, as you know, if we're doing it as comparing it to the other parts of the show. But, yeah, no, this one didn't cut me as deep. Um, but we'll get into that too later. <laughs> right. Yeah. But oh, oh, and before we go deep, deep into it, we are going to cover some spoilers as we typically do. But I do really just want to say, please, please, please watch Video Girl Eye. If you don't want to do a deep dive, that's totally fine. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of fun here, just picking this show apart. But this is most definitely my favorite OVA of all time. I mean, it's so sweet, and it just had my heart from beginning to end, and 
I I did cry more than once. <laughs> you have anything you want to say before we get started? Um, I mean, I'm just on the same page. I mean, I didn't cry per se, but it definitely it definitely will jerk some tears at times, I feel like. Um, so if you're a very emotional person, um this is I would say I guess this is for you. <laughs> I mean, if you like, you know, romantic comedies and anything along those lines. So yeah, with episode one, I'm here for you. Yota gets the videotape. We get flashbacks about why he's heartbroken. He was trying to talk to his crush, Moemi, and he was like, hey, I'll tell you who I like if you tell me who you like. And she basically tells him that she's in love with his best friend, Takashi, who... Takashi is a total chad throughout this entire episode. Well, not this entire episode, this entire series. I mean, he is just so cool. And he straight up tells Moemi, sorry, you're not my type. <laughs> and she gets so... She, she tries to play it off cool, but she's really upset. And that makes Yota upset. And that's when he finds the video store. And that leads us to where we're at now so i comes out of the tv where in the tv she's a super sweet soft girl who has big breasts and then when she comes out of the tv i mean she's she is flung out of that tv and because of yota's broken vcr player she gets a total personality change and her chest starts shrinking, which she is not happy about. So instead of being this really soft woman, soft-spoken, really, I don't want to say sincere because I was sincere the entire time, but she's just so, oh, I will be here for you <laughs> the entire time. You've gone through so much. I mean, she really, she goes from someone who says dear to someone who says bro. Yeah. <laughs> she came out that TV so aggressive. Like, and zero is, to ten, way too fast. <laughs> and the thing is, she is so funny. I mean, she gets this warped personality. She has a lot of sexual jokes and she 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 doesn't play yota like in a bad way but mm -hmm. she definitely she definitely gives him a run for his money not to like fuck with him but just like hey you know i'm cool you're cool let's let's hang out i'm a video girl i'm here to make you feel better and that's what i plan on doing which she's only gonna be around for 30 days. That's how long her programming allows her to be there for. Mm -hmm. So for those 30 days, they are going to try to fix his broken heart, which means she's going to try and help him get with Moemi. Oh, another thing about her new warped personality, she cannot cook, which <laughs> in, in her profile, it says that pro chefs wish they could cook like her. But she cooks a meal for Yota, and he he just he fucking hates it. He 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 
I think you said even dogs wouldn't eat this. And <laughs> she said, well, she's like, well, you know what? Chicken McFuck it. I'll, I'll try again. <laughs> and she's about to yank the tablecloth off and start over. But he catches one of the dishes and he just starts eating. And he's like, I don't want to waste food. You know, you worked really hard on this. So, of course, I'm going to eat it. And that's when she does something really sweet. She starts pointing out his saving graces, which she does three times over the series. So that was that was just really sweet. I really love that. And I think that... Oh, another thing that I do want to talk about is the, the background music. The background mm-hmm. music is just always so fitting for the situations that... It comes up in from episode one to episode six. It's just always consistently on point. You have anything that you want to add? Uh, I just remember episode six, whenever they're going up the glass, when Yoda's going up the glass stairs, and I'm not trying to talk too much about it. The music right there was so fitting. And this morning, actually, I was looking up the music for the show because I was trying to find the song. I couldn't find it. Oh, no. I'll probably look for it after uh, after this. Whatever. But yeah, that song was the one that stuck with me. But I feel like, and just a reference back to Golden Boy, I really like Golden Boy's you know, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this soundtrack for this, every song was just fitting to the mood to every scene so that's what i really liked about this and on top of that i mean the some of the background music actually had lyrics but it Mm -hmm. was it was played it was played in the background so Mm -hmm. you had to when when you get the subtitles for that you're also looking at the subtitles for whatever it is that the characters are saying so i'm just i'm vibing to the music while i'm watching some major event unfold which mm-hmm. i thought might be jarring but it it never was it just it just added to it right especially because the song with the lyrics they they were always on point with what was going on and i was actually surprised to see that it is something that would happen more than once there are multiple songs that do this aside from instrumentals you know and and now that you point that out about you know uh, the lyrics for that episode episode six whenever he's going up the stairs the lyrics for that are kind of like soft even though the even though the moment seems intense for the emotion that is evoked throughout that is very soft as well which is kind of kind of kind of contradictory to the scene but i felt that scene was kind of like very soft and emotional so the lyrics kind of you know played on with that Mm. so i think that's about all that i have for episode one but there is one thing that'll be a common theme and we'll we'll talk about it in episode two but i i do want to just point it out uh moemi is a terrible person yes she is garbage she is a terrible terrible person I mean, even from just the standpoint of being a friend, she's an awful friend. She is a an awful friend. She is very opportunistic. <laughs> and we will we'll we'll get into that a little bit more, but the, the perfect segue into that episode two titled Present, the way that it starts out is that 
Yota has a nightmare about Moemi coming out of his TV the same way that I came, and she contorts into this horrible monster. <laughs> yes, yes, the demon that she is. No, it makes sense now. <laughs> Sit here and reflect on that. And the, the thing about this episode, Yota, this is how this is how good of a guy he is. In this episode, this is when he starts trying really hard to get Moemi together with Takashi instead of trying to get himself together with Moemi. Mm -hmm. So there they meet up while while he's out he just bumps into her and of course i has been following him around trying to fulfill her promise to be with him for as long as they're together so for those 30 days and <laughs> it's actually funny there's a pun about his name where his name is yota Motechi, but there, there's a, a word that I couldn't write down, but it translates to dateless, so they would always call him dateless. Oh, see, I think in the English version they said loser. So. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> I read that. Yeah, they, they said loser, but yeah, so it's, it's dateless because he, he can't find a date. He's, <laughs> hashtag forever single <laughs> so Yota's out and while he's out and th these these are just the highlights after at, while he's out I is cooking up a storm she's she's determined to make the best cooking she said I'm, I'm gonna put a lot more effort into this because I want to cook Yota the best food she was cooking up this episode man. <laughs> She cooked that breakfast that morning, too. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about what she was cooking up the breakfast, uh, she she cooked up the breakfast. He was really excited, but he did not get to enjoy that breakfast. Nah, she suplexed this man. <laughs> she first, like, kicked him across the, the kitchen and knocked everything out the cupboards. And then she suplexed this man, which I could, you know, appreciate, you know, I wrestled, so... <laughs> And the reason that she wrecked this man's shit is because, how do I, how do I say this? Oh, <laughs> easy. She lost her titties. She was so mad, like, about that and blaming it on him, which, I mean, was it technically his fault? For having that broken VCR play. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> I don't think he had the intention of that happening. So she was, she was like, <laughs> that happened, to be honest. She, she said, play me on that damn broken VCR player. Give me back my womanhood. <laughs> now she was so mad about that. But yeah, she, she cooks after cooking in breakfast. <laughs> yeah, but for dinner and for dinner, she cooks up a storm. She's she's like, okay, Yotes is really gonna love this. I'm excited, you know. He he always eats my cooking, and I'm she's super proud of it. But then he comes home with Moemi, and he's like, oh, Mo Moemi said that she wants to cook, so I puts her entire meal in the cupboard. Duct tapes it. <laughs> she duct taped it shut. And 
uh, that was just a major awe moment for me because you can definitely feel something kind of forming between mm -hmm. the two of them, between I and Yota, because she has been trying really hard. And even in episode one, when she shows up, he says that that was when he noticed a shift in himself. Mm -hmm. And when she, when she duct tapes her, the cover shirt shut and Moemi cooks, you know, he's, he's all on Moemi's dick. He's like, this is the best food I've ever had. <laughs> but he notices that the, that the cupboard is duct taped shut. So they're hanging out and he, he asks I to walk Moemi home. And then he just, he, she, she does that. They're reflecting Moemi and I about how, how dope Yota is. And Moemi just says, and I, I was so upset. He says, she says, maybe I should have fallen in love with Motiuchi instead. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> instead, you just come in with all your problems. Oh my gosh. It just, it's frustrating. She, she, that, that's when you get the first little hint. That and earlier on when she says, she just keeps asking, can you help me with Niman, Nimai, who is which is Takashi's last name. So can you help me with Nimai? Can you help me with Nimai? What would Nimai like? I want to impress Nimai. Totally not even thinking about him at all. Never asking how he's doing, asking what he's up to. It's just always so uh Nimai, how how about him, huh? Which sucks because like you could definitely tell how much Yota like cares about this girl. I mean, going back to the dinner scene, uh, Mo, not Moemi. Uh, I had told them to go upstairs, and then I mean, even before like they went up there, this dude was like freaking out, like, "Oh, I forgot, there's a picture." Like, Zoom, remember there was a picture of yeah, I, yeah there's there. a framed picture of Moemi yeah. in his room. Yeah, or Moemi, excuse me. And then there was like the the underwear that was on the bed too. Like, so this dude was no, just, that like, was that was I's underwear. Yeah, so like <laughs> he was doing all this stuff just for her, and then they had that intense stare down, like <laughs> before I walked into the room. Yeah, he said, "We're we're within kissing distance." <laughs> that was a Kentaro moment right there. <laughs> oh, it would have been it would have been funnier if yeah. if it was Kentaro, <laughs> especially if if it was in the English dub. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that dude would have found a way to make that scene just... It would have been golden right there. I see what you did there. I know what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked, when he asked I to walk Moemi home, they're just reflecting on how dope Yota is. But the reason that he asked her to walk her home is because he wanted to eat all of her cooking. Mm -hmm. And she noticed she 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 says oh so you don't want me back because he's like shit she's back already <laughs> when she says she's home and he's like oh you got a problem with that so she throws off her shoes and she sees that he's eating all of her cooking he's like i meant to have this all finished before you got here you worked really hard and i could tell that you worked hard because you had bandages on your fingers and then he also got her a present a dress which is so cute 
and that's actually why when he was when he met up with Moemi, it was because he was looking for a gift for I because of all that he all that she had done for him. Mm -hmm. So that was really sweet. And then in the end, we we get the first thing that just I mean, her broken her heartbroken eyes only got me, but when she she hugs him after she gets the gift, she hugs him from behind and she says, you know, you better stop doing stuff like this or I might fall for you. And he's like, oh, and she's like, don't worry. Video girls aren't able to fall in love. And of course, because he hugged her from because she hugged him from behind, he can't see. But she starts crying and inside she's like, but why does my heart hurt so much? That was the first one that got me deep. <laughs> I mean, I I audibly went, ah! <laughs> I think I was laying down in my bed. I sat up. I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta take a break. <laughs> this is getting a little this is getting a little too real for me. <laughs> so go on to episode three on the occasion of our first date and wearing the outfit you gave me. I and Yota go on a date and I starts malfunctioning because of the broken, well, not broken, but the shitty VCR player. It's overheating, so she gets sick. And there's a quote because they they have this date and it's going pretty well. There's a really funny moment at a bowling alley where there is pure slapstick and... Um, they're, they're just having fun, but she she basically spends all of his money on this frame machine. And then he's like, oh my god, don't you understand? We can't get home now. And she manages to swindle a bunch of money out of a bunch of people because she is very smart. Mm -hmm. And because she's malfunctioning so bad, he has to carry her, but he's she's like, okay, I can't. I can't do this on a date. So she bucks up and she says, Oh, I just want you to carry me around town. And he, he goes off. He says, I, I was so worried about you. How dare you? And he had bought tickets for them to see a movie and he storms off and he goes to watch the movie on his own. Now, of course, Takashi ends up showing up, but didn't she say like the movie? She was like, "Why would I want to go see a movie?" It's like, she was like yeah, she's like, "Why would I want to see someone else's video?" I'm a video girl. Yeah, I just thought to myself, "Good point, good point." <laughs> yeah, she's got a point there. So that was, but they they go to see the movie. Moemi shows up, and it's super awkward. But Yotsu is just like, "All right, dude, I'm I'm out of here." I'm not I'm not doing this because the the quote I was talking about in the movie it's a romance movie and there there's this couple and one says what is it to love and then the dude says to love is to never regret and even then Yota when he leaves to go into the lobby he's more upset about Takashi not returning Moemi's feelings instead of Moemi not returning his own that quote now that i remember that that kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah i mean it plays it plays in especially later on yeah so that's a good little bit of foreshadowing 
especially for the the very last scene of the last episode. Yeah, yeah, I did. I completely had forgotten about that. <laughs> that and, makes sense. And just one thing, I don't know if you noticed it, but it really did come into focus for me at this point. Yota's the king of falling down some stairs. Bro, I, where was he at? Where he had like it? Was, the janitor was like cleaning like the stairs. They like, were in the he, movies. That was the movies. Yeah, that was a clean looking movie theater stairwell. <laughs> yeah, that's that was cleaner yeah. than a lot of theaters. I, I've never he, seen a, a a movie theater with a stairwell. Stairwell. <laughs> he fell down that pair and then went down the next part and fell down there. <laughs> that was uh, he 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 does the most when he's trying to go down some stairs. And in one case, go up some stairs. But it was so sweet. I really, it was, it started snowing that scene, that, that mm-hmm. episode we're talking about where it snowed. It was snowing. And I refused to take off the outfit that Yota gave her because she, she just wanted to wear it the entire day. Mm-hmm. So even though she was soaked, she said, I'm, I'm still, I'm keeping this on. I want nothing more than to keep this outfit on so that was really sweet and then we go to episode four confession and there's not really a lot that happens in this episode i mean of course there's a lot that happens but this is really just yota tries to confess and it it doesn't really work out him and moemi they cut school and because he she's trying to get takashi a really cool birthday present and um this episode i would say does have a lot of importance for the fishing scene this is the episode that has the fishing scene Mm -hmm. and i know you've watched some of the english sub i'm sure but like the english the english sub has them talking i talks to a fisherman while yota and takashi are talking and the fisherman tells i what you fish he's like sometimes what you fish for and what you catch are different mm-hmm. which obviously is going pointing to the fact that you know yota and i have these growing feelings and um even though he was going for Moemi, he's he's kind of starting to see the eye light, even though he doesn't realize it yet. And even though his line was cast for Moemi, Takashi is the one who who caught that fish. And then the the thing that happened, another thing that happened, and this is like the big thing. I was so proud of Yota at this point. Takashi said that. He would give some thought to going out with Moemi. And Moemi is so frustrated with waiting on Takashi to call that she calls Yota. And you want to know what Yota did? He didn't say anything. He just hung up the phone. Hung up that phone. <laughs> Clickety, clack, 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 hang up. <laughs> man. And I said, I would, too, man. That was like, that was. It's kind of a garbage, like, selfish move of her. It's just like, oh, he's not calling me, so I don't know what to do. I need your help. It's just like, bro, this has nothing to do with me. <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, really, the entire show, she is just using him for the yes. fact that he is Takashi's best friend. And I mean, this episode, episode four, pretty much just like highlights that to like a T. I mean, starting out from the beginning, you got him trying to help, uh, you got Yoda trying to help Moemi try to find a gift because she had like knit him like a scarf, I think at first. Yeah. And then he was she was like, I don't know if he's gonna like it. It's kind of old fashioned. And he's just like, I mean, I would have liked it, you know, I like old fashioned stuff, but I guess I'll help you find something else for him, I guess. So they just went on this whole spiel of trying to find stuff for him and all this other stuff. And then comes to a point where he's like, Takashi's just like, Yeah, I've made a you know pact with myself. I'm not accepting any gifts. <laughs> And that that's another and that's another Chad move on Takashi's part. And honestly, he he says that he'll go out with Moemi, but I think he was doing that to try and give Yota some incentive. Yeah, I, I, he did not care for that girl at all. No. <laughs> and honestly, I think that he could. He walked off multiple times. <laughs> I think that he could see that she was a garbage tier person. Mm-hmm. Especially when we get into episode five, Lost Eye. Before that, though, I want to point out something that was so crazy to me, and I did not notice this until this morning, because I went back and watched this episode like specifically. <laughs> was I, who was it? It was I. She was kicking a can of like, because uh, this is whenever she had like snitched on him. Was like, oh, yeah, this for truancy. Cool. Yeah, and then uh, she's kicking the can. And that kicked the officer and it was a can of i think it's pronounced Pakari sweat i didn't know what Pakari sweat was until literally yesterday which is the craziest thing <laughs> when i saw this uh there's this uh instagram page called uh i think it's sabu karu online i recommend following it it's this uh online publication they have it they mainly the main thing I've seen seen from them is their Instagram account. I haven't been like to I don't even know if they have a website, but I love their page. They talk about Japanese subcultures, anything like from clothing to anime to literally anything that deals with Japanese culture. And they had literally wrote something about Bakari Sweat. I think it was yesterday, and I read it. And Bakari Sweat. I mean, it's nothing crazy it's just like a i think it's like a sort of like a gatorade uh for in japan and i just thought that was pretty cool that i literally just had read about that and i just saw that so but that was just a little side you know he actually drinks a coke he also drinks a coke in the first episode really i'm pretty sure he drinks an actual coke See, I didn't even know, like, they were allowed to do, like, that type of, like, branding in, like, shows like this. I don't oh, know. Yeah. No, dude, they do. I don't know if it was an actual partnership, but people do stuff like that in anime mm -hmm. sometimes. I mean, there are shows like Zombieland Saga where they won't even mention the word Wikipedia. Like, they, they actually bleeped out the word Wikipedia in Zombieland Saga. But if you have something like Farewell, My Dear Kramer, which is currently airing, they have partnerships with Nike, Adidas, and either Reebok or, or Puma. But sometimes they just they just do, they just puts 
brands in there that they know. Sometimes, of course, they change the names a little bit, like uh, Pepsi, mm-hmm. Moak, shit like that. But... I've seen, I've seen like clips or like still images of stuff like that. But I mean, you got like animes like Slam Dunk, which I mean, they'll just blatantly say, "Like these are Air Jordans." Yes, <laughs> so, yes, which is pretty cool. Which I haven't, I still haven't seen Slam Dunk, 90s anime fashion. Highly recommend that that show yeah, to all of her followers, but I I have not seen it. But yes, I have seen some stills. That show is full of drip too. And yes, the, <laughs> the shoes, immaculate. So from there, actually, I do want to take a break from that where we have two episodes left, but I don't know if you got this in the English dub. But there was something at the end of every episode called the bonus Omake Theater. Did you get that? I don't recall, no. So the bonus Omake Theater was basically a little funny clip at the end of the first three episodes. And then, well, I mean, it was, and then in the, in the fourth and fifth episode, the fourth episode, I believe, was the creator of Video Girl Eye. And the fifth episode, it was the singer of Happy Tears, the OP, so it was Noriko Sakai. And they just had these really funny things like um, why anime uses standardized grammar. Mm -hmm. So they basically went on both ends of the spectrum. So they had the country bumpkin type thing. Where it's like, uh, would you do that for you? Then give me back my womanhood. And I mean, the the spelling is just all fucked up, and it's hilarious. But then, like, if you are too proper, which I I can't even emulate that, but it it just it, it's really funny. They have stuff like that, and then they had the they had the I fashion show, so another fashion show with I other than the OP. And, just it's it's always funny and it's always just really cool so i i really appreciate that i appreciate the interview with the creator and i appreciated the afterward that um, miss sakai gave in the fifth episode so if you watch the japanese version if you can find it and you get the bonus omake theater then you're in luck because it's a lot of fun to look at so then we go to episode five, Lost Eye, which is the, the picture book contest episode, which is the catalyst to a lot of what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. So Moemi finally gets her time alone with Takashi, and Takashi is just being cold to her because obviously he, he just does not give a fuck. I mean, he could care less. He could not care less, I'll say that. He's just like, dude, get this bitch away from me. I mean, (laughs) but Moemi finally gets a chance to be alone with Takashi, and they bump into Yota while he's at the art store. Mm -hmm. And she says that she's too nervous to be around Takashi by herself and asks if Yota will join them. He's like, she's like, please, please. I'm like, dude, what the. What the, the? You used the perfect word. She's opportunistic. She's manipulative as hell. I mean, that is just 
that is just so hard to have to go through. I mean, as someone who's been there, I felt that and I was just like, dude, that that's awful. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And Takashi tells Yota, he, he says, if you if you don't like this, then take her from me. Oh, yeah, as they're, like, walking away. Yeah, and, of course, Yota's like, I could never do that. And he's he's doing this picture book contest, and Yota's like, when you lose it load, you got to chase your dreams. So that's what he's doing. He's trying to make his dream of talking about this nirvana, this haven to others to try and inspire things about chasing your dreams and love to the world, which I thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's around that time where I realized, okay, shit, I'm definitely in love with Yoto. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the point where Yoto ran out of illustration board, and he also tells I that he loves her, is seemed half-joking, and she was like, don't be a jerk, but, I mean, that had been forming the entire time, so, you know, and I don't know how it sounded in your version, but in mine, he's like, Aishteru! So, he's saying it very jokingly, but, you know, he is saying, I love you, which I think he, he really didn't mean at that point. Yeah, it came off as, like, sarcastic, which, I mean, I guess she took it as it being sarcasm as well, because she told him, like, don't be a jerk about it, and he was just like, you know, what's got your panties in a wad <laughs> today? That's not a wad that's not next to my bed. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there again? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. It was very good. But um, I really like this. I, I really like where the story was going from, you know, this point on, because, again, it's kind of relatable. You know, drawing becomes his outlet in some some sort of fashion you know to where like i mean from that point on until the end of the episode he's just in his room just going away at you know painting and drawing so it pretty much took his mind off of moemi up until he went out to go find i because mm-hmm. okay yeah she should have been back by now goes out to try to find her then runs into moemi again and then that whole thing right there that just that pretty much flips the whole love story again. So, and what sucked about that, I I was malfunctioning because her creator, who had been briefly alluded to, I think it was the beginning of this episode, wasn't it? I believe so. Yes, it was the beginning of the episode, and he shows up because he's he's like kind of recalling her and you'll find that out in the next episode mm-hmm. but she's glitching out so bad that her clothes get electrified off of her body and then she starts like turning like translucent inside that alleyway and then she has like that whole mirage scene where she thinks uh Yoda's, you know, coming to save her, but turns out it's the quote-unquote creator. <laughs> and that that was that was tough for me because I was like, dude, like 
this is finally going the way that it should. Of course, her time is running out, but they should have at least gotten that that time together. At least that's what I thought at the time. Mm-hmm. But then we go into episode six, I, Love and Sadness. And the creator says that a video girl should be a man's unreachable ideal and that I has failed to do that because she's fallen in love. She acts spoiled. She complains. She, she, she's turned into a typical, you know, person. Mm-hmm. So that's why she, he's being, he's recalling her and they they find they you come to find out that the video store owner and the creator they're both kind of they're they're like gods yeah which is which it plays into that whole sci-fi thing but it kind of just whole episode six just kind of just threw me off yeah it's very weird it's very weird compared to every other episode it's the most like I mean, obviously, the whole sci-fi aspect of her coming out the VCR, but this is the most like I won't say outlandish, but most science fictiony, I guess, episode. I would agree, yeah, um, because the video store owner, I tells her, he said, she says, "Where's Yota? Give me back to Yota. I should still have some time." And he says, "Your time is almost up, and it's been a week in the real world." So he's he's given up on you and she said no 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 let me see for myself mm-hmm. and it's been a week he is still searching for her that is dedication yeah <laughs> he's just walking around with a vhs cover saying have you seen this girl excuse me have you seen this girl so yeah. then he, he runs home and she's floating outside of the tv and there she said i wanted to say goodbye and he ends up going into the TV after her because he can't accept the fact that their time is almost up. Mm-hmm. This is where things get even weirder. This is so, yeah, you're right. This is where the sci fi really does kick up because, of course, he's in this digital world and he, he is looking for I the entire time, but he's kind of in this illusion in the video dimension where he he sees Takashi and Takashi says you'll either find I or Moemi depending on who you're really looking for and the first person who he finds is Moemi and she's like take me and he's he's like get the fuck away from me I love I and that to me was the ultimate thought slayer energy Dude, I was so proud of him. I mean, yeah. he threw his hands in front of his body. Fucking, yeah, stay away from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that did. I'm just glad. I mean, I want to go into the ending, but I'm just glad it didn't end that way. Right, I did, with, with I him not, going with her. Yeah, I did not want that to happen. If, if that had happened, I, I would have. I probably would have thrown this DVD out of the window. And <laughs> this is a super important collectible for me. I mean, I, I found this in the depths of eBay because <laughs> I had heard about the show and I heard it was decent. 
Mm -hmm. I heard this OVA was decent, so I picked it up. Decent. <laughs> and then I watched it end up being my favorite OVA of all time. So It's great. it's fucking great. Um, but when he's with, I believe it's when he's with Takashi, he is either Takashi or when he's talking to the creator, one of them tells him, no, 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 it was Moemi with the fake Moemi. She says, is love something you can be sure of? It's not. Everything changes with time. And this really goes, this really plays into the notion that love is fragile. Which is kind, well not kind, this has definitely been playing up the entire series. I mean, the conviction that Yota has has been waning for Moemi because he has someone who cooks for him and listens to his problems when he's depressed. He, he really feels like he has found his, I don't want to say savior, but his video girl, he wants to be his main girl. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is where things really do start getting heavy. And I really did appreciate the fact that they were willing to go in that direction because this entire thing is just a test of Yota's conviction. He he ends up going up this glass staircase to try and reach Ai, who is on this this weird crucifix. She's naked and she's on this weird crucifix. I noticed that. I was like, she's definitely on a cross right now. There's some type of symbolism with this. <laughs> I've got to go back to my AP English, but there's some type of symbolism that has to be with this, but I definitely noticed that. Dude, it, he, the only thing I can think of is that that is his savior. He, he is going to rescue his savior. Because now she now what what do you mean by that as far as like savior? Because, well, what I mean by that, I is the person who who saved Yota. She he says in an inner monologue, when you tell me my saving graces, you're saving my life. Because he has nobody to do that for him. I mean, Takashi's his best friend, but of course there there's a difference between having your your best friend tell you something versus having someone Engine, who, who what were you saying i was just gonna say instead of having someone who you you love in a different capacity telling you that 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 really does make a world of difference to not have your ego stroked but to to have someone who you're truly affectionate about someone who you love in that romantic sense tell you that you are good enough and that you matter that you have incredible redeeming qualities so mm -hmm. the, that especially for a teenage boy that is really important given the fact that he as you learned in episode one he's been motherless for 10 years not to say that i is taking the place of his mother mm -hmm. but he definitely has been looking for some sort of female validation for his entire life especially to the point where when they call him dateless it's 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 a joke hmm. but what were you gonna say
No, I was just, oh man, we got deep right there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I mean, mine was just kind of just surface level. I mean, it was just, you know, going back to the whole Christian motif of, you know, her being on the cross. It was just like, it kind of makes sense now that, you know, those two guys in the video store, the guy with the red hair, the creator, you know, it kind of makes sense of him being like the God kind of figure. And then that being, you know, his I want quote unquote son, even though it's a girl, but it's just, you know, that's, you know, there is creation coming to save the world. Well, not, well, not the world per se, but Yoda's world. <laughs> right. Right. That's actually a really good way of looking at it. And, um, but what I, what I wanted to do, what I really want to touch on this, this is, this is going to get a little convoluted, but stick with me. <laughs> so Yota has to climb this glass staircase to get to I and it it cracks every time he goes up a step and it starts breaking and he just keeps getting all these cuts from the glass I mean his entire body is just fucked up at a certain point and the creator tells him this is this is the level of your love. Your love is fragile. It's easy to break. How can you be sure that you love this girl? Why are you going through all of this? And there's a one point where the staircase shatters up to a certain point, and he holds himself back up so that he can continue getting to her. And I think it's just really interesting that his conviction is so strong that the stairs that had been fighting him the entire show he's not losing to them this time he's not falling down the stairs he's going up the stairs and he is going up with a purpose he's not going to let anything take him down especially with the fact that it's a long drop when those stairs break so i think that stairs are a huge motif in this in this OVA and I think that they played it up very well and I think that just like how they say love is fragile I think that love is powerful mm -hmm. and I think that the creator thought that too I think the, the creator of the show I think that Yota obviously thinks that I know that I thinks that and it comes to the point where he reaches her and she says to him when she's when he's trying to get her out he, she says it's okay if i disappear i won't regret any of it if it's just for a moment but i know what it means to love and, and that was the other part that got me deep <laughs> I, I was just so captivated and she cries and then they finally get to embrace and he says that she said I just want the world to disappear and let I and I be together and then he says it was he said it was amazing but it was only for a moment and that everything went back to normal mm -hmm. and this is something that I can see people having a problem with. That's where it ends. 
There's a video. That was, that was my issue. <laughs> there's, there's a videotape that plays in the end, but you you don't know what normal is. Exactly. I I and I I thought that that was the perfect way to end it. And the reason I thought that was the perfect way to end it, that ambiguity, I I feel like I was okay with not knowing what else would happen because if you can call it closure, I think that moments are important, especially in love. And I think if you get that one moment the one moment where nothing else matters and you can cherish that for the rest of your life i think that is just an incredible piece of what love can offer and i mean once you put it that way it it sort of changes my opinion you know i'm just again i wanted more i guess i i at first i wanted to know you know what is normal However, you know, once you put it that way, you know, I'm kind of glad it didn't end with the cliche, you know, happily ever after. Oh, him and I are together. It kind of leaves you with that, like you said, ambiguity of like, you know what? What is normal? Just leaves you questioning. So. Yes. Uh, so I can appreciate that. Right. So that's honestly, I mean, I love, I love happy endings. But for some reason, for this sci-fi romantic comedy, that that just hit harder for me. And I would say that this is one of the greatest love stories that I have ever had the pleasure of witnessing. It's a better love story than Twilight. Remember when I, people used to say that? Uh-huh. You remember when people used to say that? Right. Twilight had its thing in like seventh and eighth grade. I remember everybody was talking about. It. I was like, "What are y'all talking about? Y'all are really out here talking about this book about vampires and werewolves?" Never read it. Still haven't read it. Never watched any of the movies. Same. We'll probably never watch any of the movies. <laughs> no, no. The only thing I know about about those movies is that. One of my favorite bands, Muse, they did a song called uh, Neutron Star Collision. And I mean, honestly, if we're talking about, we're going to talk about love like that, that song, if, if this, if this show was made today, then I would not see any problem with that song being included, especially if they did maybe a, an, a U.S. adaptation, which they, they never should. <laughs> Honestly, I think that the manga, I mean, I'm pretty sure the anime Didn't only they have covered, a live action adaptation of this. I think they had more than one. More than one? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh man. This is a really popular series, and the thing is it only covered a few less less than 30 chapters of the manga, and there's I think 116. So it covered only a little bit of the manga. I know that later on it, it really you do get your really happy ending so so does it do you know if it picks up from that point yes uh, yes it does okay. from what i've read it picks up after that and i mean if you want to if you want to read it i would say read it i'm i'm gonna try and pick them up 
even though I've had the entire thing spoiled for me. But it's, from what I read, it, it ends so beautifully, and the way that they handle I and Yoda's relationship, at least for parts of it, it it just works out really well. So I, I would definitely say pick that up, but I am content with where the anime left off, and I don't think it ever has to be remade. So... That, that's just my two cents. I was listening to another podcast that I really like called um, Bonsai Pop Cast, which is the dudes over at Bonsai Pop. And they were talking about how there are shows that get made for like shows that are super old. So they talk about this show called Dorohedoro which came which i think the first volume of the manga came out in like 99 or something maybe a little before maybe a little after which that that's a show that you and i should talk about because they they do have some pretty interesting outfits in that show <laughs> but that was made they i said we, so we should just do a whole like episode just talking about just like different 90s anime fashion throughout like if we do that, we need to get 90s anime fashion on yeah. the show. I would definitely like to hear hear her talk about it. Dude, so, it's, she has some great Even if it's just y'all too, like, I would definitely love to hear that. Dude, I, I would love nothing more. She would teach me so much. I mean, she <laughs> she teaches a lot of people a lot. And she has some really great recommendations. But, but what I was getting at about Dorohedoro, that it was finished, I think. I think it was finished or it was being close to being finished when it first came out on an anime form mm -hmm. and that's it's typically typically i think they said in mother's basement who's a great youtuber they both said that like anime is made to sell source material so made to sell manga made to sell light novels so to get something way after it's been created I think is really interesting. So the fact that they keep doing stuff with Video Girl Eye, with the live action dramas, I think that that's I think that's pretty cool to know that it has had such an effect because actually the manga ended either right before or a little bit like a month after the anime premiered. So they could have adapted the entire thing, but even the creator was like, I have no idea what they're going to do with my work. Mm -hmm. He says, I've been really pleased with it so far, but you know, I know they're only going to do six episodes, so I'm interested to see how they're going to do it. But I read somewhere and it was like, yeah, they only cover like the first however many chapters. So mm -hmm. definitely, definitely give this a read. The There are 15 volumes, but only the first 13 talk about I and Yota. The, the last two talk about some other people. So uh, uh, if you don't want to read about that, I totally understand, especially when it's called Video Girl I. <laughs> and really, that's that's about all I got. Do you have anything else you want to add, Tyree? Um, no, I think we... Pretty much covered everything. Dude, you know? I, I love doing these deep dives with you. I love analyzing yeah. the themes, analyzing the characters. So we know we know I is one of the best girls in anime. Yota, he's a, he's a really solid dude. 
Yeah. Yotes is a really good guy. Moemi is pure evil. <laughs> and fucking Takashi is that dude. Just a cool guy, Mr. Cool Guy. <laughs> also, I, there is one thing I want to talk about. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, uh, I have one thing I want to talk about. The creator. I was reading some stuff online, and they're like, the creator shows up out of nowhere, and it seems like he's evil just for the sake of being evil. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking about what you said about the whole God thing, and of course putting eye on that crucifix, mm-hmm. that's that's like God being angry at his children. Like, the things that he created to be these perfect beings... They are, they're tainted kind of like when Adam and Eve ate off of that tree, you know, it's like, I couldn't help what happened to her, but she, she fell in love. Mm -hmm. She strayed away from God's perfect vision of this perfect being who was made to uphold this unrealistic ideal for men. Mm -hmm. And she, when she fails to do that she incurs his wrath even though it's not her fault Mm -hmm. so i think i I just think that that is a really interesting thing that they do so yeah i just i just wanted to and i mean it would definitely make sense i mean the whole christianity motif that shows up like that's just like a reoccurring theme i feel like not only in literature but like movies as well tv shows so it definitely would make sense in that that sense so yeah dude they but no like i I really i I think that it was a lot more it's so much more subtle but Mm -hmm. then then say evangelion which like takes a lot of shit from religion and like philosophy and all that and honestly i i don't i don't super care for evangelion but um like pe- people people go up in arms when you say something like that dude i <laughs> i it's just too much like it's it's really cool but it, it can't hold my attention mm. but video girl i like that's a science fiction that just gets me and maybe i just don't like mechs I mean, I tried to watch Gunbuster. I couldn't do it. Uh, the only real mech anime that I could watch is Promare. Promare. It's it's actually coming back into theaters soon, so um, I'll I'll hit you up with the information for tickets. But it's it's a really good. See, the only like mech ones I can think of are, I mean, you got Gundam, obviously. Right. Gundam, and then you got like uh, I think it's Pat Lambor. Yeah. That's on Retro Crush, I'm pretty sure. Really? There's like two of them, right? There's yeah, I think, I think they're on Retro Crush. Yeah. Those are only two I can think of. And then the ones that you have mentioned. But yeah, okay. Now, that's all I got. I don't want to get too off topic. Um, <laughs> I do want to thank my homie, Tyree, my brother, one of my best friends since high school, for coming on yet again. I would like to thank Rin. For allowing me to be on the podcast once again. And honestly, I mean, I hope that you guys have fun listening to this deep dive into Video Girl Eye. 
I, I know it probably we didn't crack that many jokes, but that's just how much the show meant to us. We really <laughs> wanted to give you our analysis on it. And I, I prefer podcasting over doing like a YouTube video essay. Right. So this, of course you don't get the visuals, but you can look everything up. And I mean, you can find video girl. I, if you <laughs> Google video girl, I, I just happened to come across a copy from this really nice reseller and like it came with a really nice note saying i hope you enjoy video girl i thank you for buying from us it was it was really cute so but you can find it i don't know if you can find the japanese dub but i mean tyree you said you found the english dub right yeah <laughs> just gotta gotta do your little googles you'll you might find something here or there. <laughs> yeah. but yeah so that's 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 how you find video girl i tyree would you say that the dub was a good experience for you uh yeah i mean from what i mean from what you had said so basically from what i've watched pretty much meshes up pretty pretty nicely you know there's nothing that conflicts too much um but i mean for me personally and i mean get a lot of flat for this is i mean i prefer i prefer the english dub most of the time Dude, there's um, nothing wrong with that yeah i mean i could watch sub but i just prefer the english dub so i mean english dubs typically have different jokes mm -hmm. so i like I, I don't know i just prefer the closest translation that i can get because there are times where english dubs just take so many liberties right and I, I just rather not chance that because there are so many times where you hear people say, dude, this English dub is fucking shit. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything with this. So I'd rather not waste my time. <laughs> I mean, even though this is like my semi job watching anime and talking about it, I, I, I'd rather not waste my time. No, I feel you. So. Once again, thank you all for listening. I have been Ren the Rambler here with Tyree Washington. Tyree, would you like to give your social? Um, find me on Instagram at Tyree Washington, T-H-I-E-R-R-Y underscore Washington. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And you can find me on Instagram at Anime Alpha Goat, and you can email me at ouranimehome at gmail.com. So if you ever want to talk about anime, if you want to give me recommendations or if you just want to talk about life, you know, hit me up. But that's it. And we are out. Peace.